All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. This is Behind the Wheels, your favorite music podcast. I am your host, um, DJ Artistic. I am a DJ. I'm a DJ based out here in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to my uh, co-host, EB. EB, let them know who you are, what it is. What's going on, everybody? I am EB, the musicologist based in Brooklyn, writer, blogger, and a content creator in love with everything El Negro. El Negro, if you don't know, get on your Google Translate. I ain't even got to say what that means. That's right. Yeah, we're getting into it. This is Behind the Wheel. So we're going to talk about everything music, black music specifically, uh, past, present, and future. So let's go ahead and get into it. So before we really get into our segments, um, uh, two things connected to verses. The first one is the recap. Uh, Last week, I guess really two weeks ago technically now, um, we had that Bone and 3-6 Mafia matchup, which a lot of folks going into it thought was kind of a weird one because they're totally different vibes. But... We saw it, and it was the first time that it got so tense that something happened. We saw a busy bone snap, and <laughs> from there, I mean, it's somebody actually had a tweet the day before that uh, whatever he was talking about, somebody was like, tomorrow y'all gonna see why busy bone is the most chaotic, chaotic rapper of all time, and I think we saw it, because like, we saw Jeezy and Gucci, and they didn't fight, and we saw Lox and Dipset face-to-face talking major trash, and they didn't fight, but busy, once uh, Juicy said... That's my D, you know. Uh, Busy Bone said, "Nah, you ain't telling me that." Yeah, I like going into it like everybody else. I was kind of like, "This makes no sense." Like I'm South Carolina all day, every day. So, yeah. It, in my mind, I was like, "Oh, it's three six. Like we wasn't really rocking bone like that all the time." And then mm-hmm. I had to watch the recap, and when I watched it, yeah, Juicy kind of instigated it a little bit, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. busy like snap snap like it was one yeah. of those one of those situations where I, well I'm glad they had security checks and there wasn't no weapons in there because if, if there yeah. was a weapon like hey. busy would have went straight forward he probably wouldn't have said a word so <laughs> I mean yeah. but this is like the second versus um, that you know has gotten kind of I won't say out of hand but because this one's the first that got out of hand but even the one before that with Shaka and Stephanie <laughs> Like the first uh-huh. people gonna have to, they gonna have to do something to check and make sure these artists are okay um, before yeah. you know they hit the stage because you know it gets a little crazy up there. I see. It does, it does, and I feel like with Busy, it's one of those things that if you really know his whole backstory, like you just understand why he's the way he is. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know till recently. If you go to his Wikipedia alone, it'll tell you about him being abducted by his dad. He thought his mom and grandma had got killed and was getting molested by his dad on the reservation and they found him because he was on, I guess it was on America's Most Wanted or something. So he has a very, very crazy childhood where when you read that, it's like you get why he really has had issues. So it's like, that's one of the cases when we talk about artists getting passes for certain stuff, like with him, yeah, it's the type thing where when you see him snap, it's like, I'm not really mad. Yeah. And I guess it's what Juicy said too, knowing knowing now, you know, his background, his history. Yeah, yeah I, damn, I ain't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know all that. Yeah, get heavy Shit. with busy, so it's like I, I, I get it, I get it to an extent. But yeah, overall, I feel like it shows the difference between like being. It's tricky because like at the time, like Bone was very transcendent. It's like when they came out, they were a huge, huge deal. Even though the whole South almost saw it like it's no competition. Of course, I mean they weren't from the West Coast, but they were ruthless. They were easy. Right, so right, for right. Us, it was like. They were huge, and then they were the only ones to have a song with Biggie and Pac and Easy. And it's like, 
They had much bigger hits. They had much bigger commercial success. Yeah. And they were the first ones to even have hits at that tempo, that 75 and 68 BPM tempo. Like, no other rapper had like, hits in 93, 94 with that tempo. Because 3-6, they weren't big until yeah, no. later, even though they had been out. They had been but out, like, but they weren't national. Yeah, like, like, they weren't like national. Like you said, Bone Thugs, was, yeah. they were commercial. Like, yeah. East Coast, West Coast, South, you knew who Bone Thugs were. I feel like yeah. a lot of people, we knew who 3-6 were because we were in the South. But the I South, feel like yeah. a lot of people didn't know until later in their career when they started gaining like recognition. And even then, it still wasn't as big or on the level that Bone Thugs had. Yeah. But yeah. They had totally different tra uh, trajectories with that because I feel like Bone had a very, very, very strong 94-97. Yeah. And then it, they kind of split up. They had some solo success to an extent. 3-6 had the whole 90s. was just building up, building up. The South rocked with them, but they didn't really yep. get big until late, late 90s, early 2000s. But now you hear their blueprint all throughout music and like they are much bigger at this point. So yeah. that's the way I see it with that. So on the flip side of that versus, L.A. Reid mentioned that he wants to see Beyonce and Mariah in the verses. And it's like, we've had our own debates, like Mariah versus Mary. But I mean, with I feel like both of us on the same side as far as who will win uh, uh, Beyonce and Mariah. So we ain't even got to talk about that. Yeah. But my thing is, it's not going to happen, period. I don't see either of them doing verses. No, it's it's, not, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Beyonce is never doing a verses, period. Yeah. If, yeah. if they, by the grace of God and Allah and whoever else, <laughs> get Mariah... Christmas Carrie yeah. on stage at a versus. <laughs> it will Carrie. be by herself. She won't be yeah. versing anyone. It'll just be Mariah or as a feature. I don't yeah. think it's it'll never happen. And and, and it kind of makes no sense. But people, yeah. L. A. Reed. I don't know. I mean, he's a he's he's L. A. Reed. So I guess I can hold on to that. But I don't think yeah. it makes sense. I don't think so either. I don't think so. But I mean, if 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 it did happen, I think it, it would be good only because. We know it. Like, we rock with Beyonce, but a lot of Beyonce fans who are younger, they don't think anybody can touch Beyonce. They don't think Mary or Janet or Mariah can right. touch her. I'm like, y'all need to learn something. Nah, like, yeah, they, that's I, the only format I think that would educate them at this point. It, it probably would. That, But even then, it's that stand mentality where they won't even yeah. see it. Like, they, that's they'll true. still be like, nah, it's, it's Beyonce yeah. all the way. Even yeah. seeing it, hearing it. But Yeah, that's true. So... Yeah, so that's what it is. So let's go ahead and get into it. So our first segment is called the Rewind Segment. We like to highlight artists who uh, made their impact in the past, and some of them are still active to this day, but overall we want to give them their flowers. So for this episode, um, who would you like to highlight for your Rewind? Got to go with one of my favorite groups from the uh, 80s, um, Shalimar. Um, okay, yeah. Everybody knows. I think everybody's more familiar with that classic lineup. It's the uh, Howard Hewitt, Jeffrey Daniels, and Jody Watley lineup. But when Shalomar started, um, it was by Dick Griffey of Solar Records and Don Cornelius of yeah. Soul Train. And it was actually <laughs> to promote the show um, in 1977. And also when they started, it was like session musicians and Gary Mumford, who was the original lead singer. What happened was they released this Uptown Festival. It was like a 12-song or 10-song medley of Motown hits, songs by Stevie Wonder, Four Tops, The Temptations, Smokey Robinson, and The Miracles. It became so popular that they went and grabbed Jeffrey Daniels and Jody Watley, who were just soul-trained backup dancers, and was like, mm. no, we need, we need two singers up here with Gary to, you know, to sing. So before their second album, 
Oh, that was the first album. Before their second album, Gary left the group and he was replaced by Gerald Brown. And that's when they dropped Disco Gardens in 78. And that song, the big song from that album was Take That to the Bank. By 79, Gerald Brown was out. And then we get Howard Hewitt. So at this point, it's Howard Hewitt, Jody Watley, Jeffrey Daniels. And that's when they released Big Fun. And the big song from now on was Second Time Around. 1980, Ooh, they yeah. released Three for Love. And that's probably their most... I wouldn't say their... That was probably their most popular album in terms of singles. Because that had Somewhere There's a Love, Make That Move, which is probably my favorite Shalimar song. And This Is For The Lover And You. 82 they yeah. came again so keep in mind this is they started at 77 it's now 82 and they've released an album every year 82 they released friends and the big song from that one was a night to remember which is probably their most known song yeah. um people know who uh jeffrey daniels is but you don't know who he is um jeffrey daniels is actually the man who is officially credited with introducing yeah. the moonwalk to the world People think it was yeah. Michael Jackson. Michael was a fan of Jeffrey. Um, and then even after that, Michael and Jeffrey co-choreographed Bad and Smooth Criminal. So huh. Jeffrey Jeffrey was doing his thing yeah. before Mike was. By 83, Jeffrey and Jody left, and then they were replaced by Mickey Free and Delisa Davis. So in between 77 and 1990, they released 10 albums. Again, the most classic iteration of the group is Jody Watley, Howard Hewitt, and Jeffrey Daniels. Today, mm. Jody Watley owns the U.S. trademark to the name Shalimar. The, the name, by the way, means the abode of love or where love lives. So she owns that in the U.S. So no one else can use that in the U.S.A. On the flip oh. side of that, if you're in uh, some European countries... Carolyn Griffey and Carrie Lucas, who were the wife and daughter of Dick Griffey, who founded the group, they own the trademark in Europe. So there, there's like there's always right. been like these different Shalomar tours going on. And depending where you are, it belongs to either Jody Watley or it belongs to <laughs> Carolyn and Carrie. Yeah, it's I wild. Know. Like and I know people remember they reunited on that uh, Babyface song uh, for the lover and you. LL Cool J. LL Cool yeah. J. Yeah, that was like a, it was one of those tense situations where Jody didn't get along with Howard at all. So even then, they didn't film together. Like they were not on set together. They performed it one time together, um, and that was years after the song came out. But they refused to work together. Even when they had their unsung, they refused, they still refused to see each other, be in the same room. Jody is still touring under the name of Shalimar. Um, Shalimar Reloaded, mm -hmm. I think. In Europe, you got Carrie Lucas uh, touring under the name of Shalimar with two other people. And then Howard Hewitt has had a couple of um, Howard Hewitt of Shalimar because he can't just use okay. Shalimar. So everybody, yeah. it's like this big mess over the name. But in their peak, they were one of the hottest groups of the 1980s. Like they, again, an album every year from 1977 through 1990. Uh, and they, <laughs> that, they, they didn't miss. Like they had a hit song and it was like they were young. Everybody was beautiful. Jeffrey was a dancer. Howard had the voice of a god and Jody looked like a queen. And of yeah. course, she went on to like this huge solo success and so did Howard Hewitt. But yeah. people forget that at their prime, Shalimar was one of the best that ever did it. So got to shout them out for the rewind. Shalimar, yeah, representing West Coast too. That's an L.A. group. Yeah. And with them, it's like they 
I've seen Howard. I actually DJed a show uh, for Howard before, and it's like, yeah, it's one of those things where the more you hear behind scenes, it's like, all right, I get why him and Jody would probably never, they ever, would de- ever, yeah, ever no. be cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those type deals. But, but she overall, released they, uh, a couple years ago, yeah. like a whole open letter um, wow. to him on the internet that was like real big on Twitter the day that it dropped, and. I never she, saw it. Wow. Oh yeah, she she was uh she was telling her truth, I guess. I mean, I'm gonna say it was yeah. the truth, but it was definitely her truth. And yeah. um if you didn't know, you knew from there that they will never be in the same room. They will never do yeah. it again. Yeah, so that, that's something we'll have to miss out on. But I love the the fact that like even with the uh, Nights Remember, they had the two different videos of it. They had the right. regular ver- version. Then the one was just Jeffrey Daniels just dancing the dancing, whole video. Yep. And it's like, for you to get away with having the whole video of somebody dancing just for six, dancing. seven minutes, and you would watch the whole video and, and then rewind it. Yep. It's like, it was just because so it dope that, seeing it was, those, it was that yeah. dope. Like you said, it was that dope. And yeah. again, Jeffrey Daniels, even if you don't know the name, look him up. Because as a dancer, the man, man look. in his prime especially was yeah. one of the best. Like Michael Jackson is taking cues from this man. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I would say one of my favorite breakdowns ever on the song has to be on um on uh, For the Lover and You. Right right at the end part when yep. it switches up, yep. the beat switches. I'm like, it's a whole new song now. And Howard starts singing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so much love. I'm like, oh, this is a whole new song now. Like, take it to the next level. So, yeah, salute to Shalimar for that. So, for my pick this episode, I'm going with Sounds of Blackness. Hey. So, Sounds of Blackness. Um, so they they're actually founded way way back in like the late late sixties. They're they're from Minnesota, so part of that huge Minnesota music legacy, which is crazy because a lot of folks who don't know they they, they look at Minnesota, they might just say, I guess Prince from there. That's it. But <laughs> we know Mint Condition, we know Jimmy Jam, Terry, we know um, everybody. Uh, even Next came from Minnesota. So there's so many groups who came from there. So they came from that whole that whole. Basically, that tree to an extent, because they work with uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry, of course. So they yeah. still had that connection to that whole tree. So they used to be uh, referred to as the McAllister College Black Voices back in the day. And they didn't really break through and have an album until 1991. So the lead singer, of course, was Ann Nesby. And Ann just had that straight, straight from church, church auntie gospel voice, like unfiltered. It was no type of effects on it. It was no like... Let's polish this up and make it commercial. It was like that that voice was straight from church. They probably recorded those songs during Sunday service. It just <laughs> happened to EQ it a little bit different or something. So when they came out um, back in 91, of course, the biggest song that they, that they, I would say, at least at that time, had to be that Optimistic. That's probably not their biggest, it might not be their biggest uh, Billboard chart hit overall. It, it might be, might not be. Either way, I would say that's, that's their most known track that came out in 91. Produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And even recently, that song went viral because a lot of dancers like that song. I've seen dancers out in the valley just like getting off to it. And the thing about about gospel in the 90s is that I would say starting in the late 80s, I would say Commission probably gets the most credit for, for kind of merging that hip hop with gospel. But most folks still kind of see Kirk Franklin as that gospel diddy who who brought the hip hop and gospel together. But I would say before him, it was really Sounds of Blackness. They were the ones who they didn't really have the rapping per se, but they they really had that that modern New Jack Swing slash R&B rap upbeat production on their music. And my personal favorite song from them has to be that Hold On, that Hold On <laughs> remix with um with Roger. Whenever I hear that track, just the way they flip that Roger and Zap and have it Roger on there, that video, they came in that little jiggy era. And as soon as I hear that bass line, I get hyped to it. Like, I might, you know what, I might start playing that song in the club because... 
I know we play Stomp play in the that. club, yeah. but I'm going to try to hold on one day to see if y'all rock with it because that song still goes. But they, they did get the uh, the Grammy back in 92 for Gospel Album of the Year when they dropped their uh, album called The Evolution of Gospel. And that that album title was perfect because it, it kind of proved what they were and showed what they were. They had they had other hits too. They had, they had tracks like, um, I remember they had Everything's Gonna Be All Right where they had the uh, same sample that that Biggie had on um on Warning. So they're just known for taking those type of hip-hop samples and making straight gospel songs. And I'll say the main difference from them and Kirk is that Kirk incorporated a lot of hip-hop terminology and the lingo, and, you know, um, he would take Biggie's lines. With them, they had straight gospel riffs, gospel harmonies, and the, everything was really gospel when it came vocally and lyrically, but they just had the hip-hop production with it. So they, they didn't really incorporate as much of the hip-hop like the slang and lingo in, in that sense, but they, they, they hit that target perfectly where I feel that the older, the older crowds appreciated them. I never really heard any backlash from the older gospel heads. I'm sure it was some backlash back in the day, but for what I knew, I don't remember hearing my aunties or any of them yeah, complaining nah. about them. So, and the young folks rock with them. So I had to salute to sounds of blackness for that. Yeah, they were, uh, I mean, I mean, Ann Nesby is one of my favorite voices and like every time I hear yeah. optimistic, I still think of uh, the scene in House Party Two when kid trying to just make his scholarship money back, and the song <laughs> wow. is playing, wow. and he's in the kitchen and he's studying. Yeah. And then I think my first thought of Sounds of Blackness is always like Kente Claw. Like I just remember them being yeah. on video shows and the videos, and they always like represented for Africa. But I'm glad that you. Um, highlighted that they started back in the 60s because i think a lot of people just assume that they popped up in 91 um but no they they had been doing it for a long time you know of course with different people in and out but they had been doing it for a long time and then just the title of that album like the evolution of gospel and it, it told the story like from where gospel started to where it was uh-huh. at the time, you know, in the early '90s, and yeah. they they definitely need more credit. And I mean, you know, they worked with Jam and Lewis. They definitely need more credit yeah. than they get for um, the modern sound of gospel. You know, like you said, you know, yeah, we give sure. permission the credit, yeah. But a lot of people, most people, I think, probably say Kirk Franklin is the one who started yeah. it all. It's like, nah. The only Not difference, like you said, was that Kirk incorporated that hip hop ter- terminology and. He was more about the culture where they were yeah, actually yeah. Um, gospel, but just infusing it with the sounds of R&B or the sounds of hip hop. But yeah. it was, exactly. yeah, they, they deserve that respect because hey, I still listen to Optimistic. Like that's the song you yeah. play when, you you know, your world is almost over. You don't know what you're going to do. That song <laughs> give you yeah, strength. You, you got played to. in the gym. You played in church. Go I with played it. that. And I was streaming live showing that, uh. That Trump and Biden election, and when Trump was ahead that <laughs> night, that first night, yep, I played that like I just need some hope. Yep. I feel like if I wake up tomorrow and they say Trump is a winner, I, man, I don't even know. So playing that song just had me a little bit more at ease for a second. You know, I had to turn the comments it's, off. Real it's quick, one of those, yeah, yeah, it's one of those. It, it picked yeah. you up, man. It picked you up. Yeah, for real. So salute to Sounds of Blackness for real. So the next segment we have is that fast forward. So we like to highlight the artists who are. Uh, who may be newer, newer, who've been making waves recently um, and are on the, you know, on a mission to greatness. So for this episode, who would you like to highlight? Oh, man, it's like a perfect segue. Speaking of uh, that gospel sound. Um, yeah. Someone who is heavily influenced by the church and the sound of gospel. It's a young man out of England named Sam Henshaw, S-A-M-M. Yeah. 
Henshaw. And he first popped up on the scene back in 2015 with the Sound Experiment, which is his first EP. He had a second EP in 2016 called The Sound Experiment 2. And then like some songs on there were Our Love and Night Calls um, that were like really hot. Um, his influences are the gospel. They're Helen Baylor, Fred Hammond, Israel Houghton. Like he uh-huh. is a gospel head, but he grew up at a time. I think he was born in the early 90s. So he grew up at a time where uh-huh. he's seeing like Usher and NSYNC and then listening to like Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson from his parents. So he had it from all sides. He like loves D'Angelo and Lauren Hill and talks about that they're uh, some of his biggest vocal inspirations. But songwriting wise because he's a songwriter as well if you like frank ocean you will love sam henshaw the man can write a song uh. like his music is so good that um james bay tori kelly tori kelly alan stone and chance the rapper all have requested to work with this man so he's gone on tour with them and open for them um on spotify on title on apple music wherever you can get music now you can hear some of his songs right now um, grow. There's a live version and a studio version. And that's the true mark of a singer for me is when you can you can recreate it live. I can stamp you that's as official. It's always a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got to stamp you as official. Here's a song, Church with Earth Gang, a song called Redemption, uh-huh. a song called Chicken Wings. We talked <laughs> about Brass Tracks uh, a few weeks ago. Here's a song yeah, with them yeah. called Change For Me. And then one with um, Keon Harrell called Still Broke. Now, he doesn't have any full album out yet, but his forthcoming release is called Untidy Soul, and it's supposed to be out at the top of the year. So January 2022, got to go out and support Sam Henshaw. If you love real vocals, if you love complex writing, if you love live instrumentation, and if you love, we talk about it all the time, the uh, the infusion of the church in music right now. We yeah. always say what R&B missing is missing, you know, the church. Like people don't know, they don't know how to bring gospel into it. Well, he does it. His songs have hmm. bridges, something I talk about all the time. So definitely check out Sam Henshaw. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's like you said, we always mention that because we miss it so much and yep. you, you can feel it. Whenever you hear certain artists that had that church influence, it hits you right away. You feel so, it. Yep. Yeah, you do. So salute to Sam Henshaw for that. So my pick is also going to be, you know, another segue because they're both from England. I mean, hey, we keep on rocking we doing with it. We England. Doing it. They, they got the heat out there. I haven't even been out there yet. I, I flew in there for a layover. I'm going to stop next time for at least a day just to hear what they got because there's something in that water out they, there. They got it. Yeah. Whatever it is, soul, R&B, hip-hop, yeah. like Afro beats, like they, yeah. they got it They got it over there. They do. They do. So my pick is Tom Misch. So Tom Misch, is, um, he's been around for a couple of years. I would say he's been doing stuff on SoundCloud probably since like 2012, but I first heard of him maybe three years ago. I was hanging out with my boy DJ As Is, who's one of the most eclectic folks I know. So he's just known for just vibing out. And he's just playing something in the background when I'm at, at his house chilling. And I'm like, who is that? He's like, oh, you never heard of Tom Mish? He's just playing the whole the whole album. And the album was called uh, Geography. Yeah. And I, it's, it's one of them things where the first two songs you hear, yeah, those kind of dope. All right. The next song, come on. That's, oh, the next song. I'm like, this whole album is fire. So I had to dig into him. And with Tom Mish, I would say uh, his whole vibe and sound... He has that um, JD era of Jay Dilla's uh, production sound on a lot of his music. So it's that kind of like a good, solid mid-tempo, slightly up-tempo, but with a lot of live instrumentation. So he has those kind of Dilla-ish type of drum beats, drum patterns, with those cool little like quick note stab bass lines. He'll have the horns come in during the chorus. Like 
he'll have those chord changes, you know, between the bridges, but and a lot of it's kind of vibey. So it kind of reminds you of somewhat of like a doyle in a sense, because he has that kind of vibey. Yep. He's never going to sing, but he doesn't have to because it's such a perfect vibe on each track. And some of my favorite tracks from him, like the first song I heard, I think it was called Follow. When I heard the Follow song he was playing, it's like he told me that one wasn't on the album, but everything else he was playing was from there, like Crazy Dream, I think. He had one with De La Soul called It Runs Through Me. Yeah. He has a track with uh, Gold Link called Lost in Paris. And it's like all these songs, they have a similar vibe to them, but everything he makes, I'm always, I'm always digging it. And it's where he, just like everybody else from England right now, they just have such a soulful sound going on. Like, I'm telling you, next layover, I'm going to just drink some of their water. It could be tap water from the bathroom. <laughs> I don't care what it is, but they got something special going on over there. I know he's with Blue Note, and the fact that he's with Blue Note, Blue Note is just known for, especially since they got uh us3 back in 93 94 like they've been known for signing these artists that have the kind of a hip-hop ish like hip-hop era but still a jazz influence to them so he's kind of carrying on that tradition with that yeah no tom mish is absolutely one of my favorite people he is someone i follow and have followed for years on social media um back in 2018 geography was my number one r&b album of the year like that's how good the album was and the first song i heard was yeah. um the one with de la soul and i was like yo who yeah. is this and i had to go it's i different. got the album we had uh miss tlc on a couple of weeks ago that's my concert buddy like i don't go to a mm -hmm. show without her she don't go to one without me tom mish came in 2019 and i was like t i don't care what you're doing we are going to yeah. see tom mish he's just as good live he is a musician's musician and like you said for sure like he don't really have to sing he yeah. has a nice voice, but he don't really have to sing because it's like a culmination of like all the elements. It's the the instruments, it's the lyrics, it's the whole vibe uh -huh. where yeah. it just puts you in the zone. So I'm still waiting for more. Like I want more. Um, he just announced that he is on tour again and he's coming to the okay. U.S. I just saw that two days yeah. ago and I'm already plotting what city I'm going to see him in because he is just that good. So, I mean, yeah, check out Tom Mish, y'all. If y'all ain't heard Tom Mish, trust me. Yeah, because I, I haven't seen him live yet, so Man. I'm definitely trying to catch him live, because I can already imagine. He had a live band, too? Live band and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. We need that. We need that. Yep. So salute to Tom Mitch for that. So, all right. So next up, we have, uh, we're going to have a quick little intermission, and when we get back, we're going to have a drop. We have an interesting concept that we're going to try for the drop. We have a guest, of course, um, a guest comedian once again, and then we're going to close out with that beat match. We're going to make you a party for that beat match, so... Uh, go ahead and grab a drink of water, and I'll see y'all in a minute. Welcome, welcome back. This is Behind the Wheels Podcast with DJ Artistic along with EB. So today's uh, guest is one of my boys I've known for a good 11 plus years now. He's representing that uh, that St. Louis in the building. Uh, my boy, comedian, actor extraordinaire, plus everything else to hear more in the building. What's good? What's popping? I thought I was going to get some bam bams real quick or something like that. No air horns? Uh, DJ Artistic ain't got no air horns? Oh, oh we, we got some for you. Hey, Melissa, uh, g give us some right here. There it is. You got the sound effects in post, you know. Okay. And there. <laughs> you already know. He was waiting for it. He was waiting for it. I was <laughs> super waiting for the bam, 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 bam. Got hey. nothing. And there we go. There we go. So, 
So uh, we, we got to hear. Uh, before we get into it, let everybody know um, what you got going on right now, and you know, and who you are exactly, just just so they know, because I know everything about you. But, yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, I need everybody to understand that I am going to Jamaica with my wife in a couple of weeks, and that's a huge okay. deal because I don't take vacation. So the fact I'm taking a vacation, hey. taking an old lady, and we going uh, to the grill, we're gonna get naked. All right. Oh. I need everybody to understand. <laughs> Like, We're not going to no okay. resort okay. where kids are welcome. You know, it's all inclusive. Right. Your wristband has your RFID on it, so you ain't got you don't need no pockets. You understand me? I'm getting right. naked. That's what I need hey. everybody to understand. Hey. First and foremost, all right. Secondly, hey. uh, comedian, actor, content creator, uh, co-owner of the Kev on Stage Studios app, as well as the studio, uh, and we just trying to make it, man. We trying to level the scales with uh, black entertainment, black creativity. Uh, and put our friends in positions where they can win and put their friends on as well. So that's, that's it. That's what it's about. That's what yeah, it's man. about. Salute to y'all. Um, I'll be in the grill next week, so I'll give you a little, you know, a little. Oh, you're going to get naked week. too, Ron. Okay. I'm working. I ain't getting naked. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have yeah, on, nah, on a hoodie. Spinning with your penis, man. You think you're slick. <laughs> that's how you make sure nobody touch your records. You be like, yeah, my penis is on there. <laughs> I mean, I, they might not care out there. They, they might be like, oh, all right, that's the way I like it. Hey, I mean, man, Jamaica. I don't Jamaica. know out there. Yeah, they man. might be wilding. They might be wilding. I got a roster so. thong. I'm finna go crazy, man. I'm finna. <laughs> oh, we are. We already know how you gonna do. So y'all gonna y'all gonna be out there acting up. So. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure, man. Yeah, so 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 to so get into it. So you probably saw when Kevin on stage did it actually. So um on Twitter about I'm gonna guess eight months ago, whenever it was, I had something on Twitter called the Hip Hop Stock Exchange, mm-hmm. where I was basically asking artists for artists like based on where they at in the career, how would you predict? Um, their trajectory and with that is basically like you do with stocks buy hold sell so mm-hmm. whatever artists you pick you feel like they haven't peaked whether they've been around for six months or 20 years if you feel like they could still ascend higher make bigger hits bigger, mm-hmm. bigger records you say buy if you feel like they've somewhat peaked they probably won't get bigger but they're still going to be a be a factor having you know guest guest features still solid albums solid singles selling out shows whatever Hold. If you feel yeah. like they've peaked, whether it's been twenty years or five months, you feel like they've peaked. You, you know, you, you want to, you give up on whatever hopes you have for their career. You say mm-hmm. sell. So I know I had it on Twitter and Kevin stays there. They, they did it on, on their podcast, and I felt like you know what, I'm bringing you on. We might as well do it on here. But Hell yeah. uh, the only difference, only difference, I'm gonna do R&B artists as well. So oh shit. Okay. With this, we're gonna add R&B artists to kind of see what y'all think. So I have a list of artists. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do artist by artist, and then. Depending on how it goes, we might even throw a couple more in at the end if we have more time. But let's do it. I have a, a list of artists right here, basically past, present, you know, whatever. So let's go ahead and hop oh, wait, into wait, wait, wait. Before yeah. we do it, I just need Before clarity. We do it. Yeah. So let's say an artist like Fifty Cent, right? Who I feel yeah. has peaked in his yeah. musical career. However, I think okay, he might yeah. have more longevity in mm. his producing career. Right. I think like the, the stories that he's bringing to stars and things in the stars, show, yeah. You know. Is that weighed in with the with the buying and the holding and the selling? Makes sense. So for this specifically, I would say no. I would say music cool. only. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I just need, I just need so, the right. You know, yeah, some yeah. guidelines. I, get I need to know what I'm working with then, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's there do we go. It. There we go. That's a good one too because I feel like uh, I guess that's the test run. I would say fifty. I would say sell. Like yeah. As far as musically, I would say. He oh, might yeah. have a couple more features. He might have no. some theme song shows, but musically, no. yeah. You'll yeah. you'll, ne- you'll never get this. 
This right here, yeah. this fifty, you will never get this never ever again. again, bro. We won't, we won't. With the, so. the thick tank top, right? Yeah, you ain't never getting that again. Yeah, G unit tank top, ain't nobody 50, it's, buying it's G unit Reeboks ever again. You understand me? I hope not. That shit will never happen. I those at two thousand parties. We, we do two thousand parties, and nobody even brought those out. Nothing. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna yeah. do that, man. Yeah, that's how I see it. So, all right, there we go. Let's, let's so, run it. Let's hop into it. So, let's start <laughs> off with just with some of the legendary uh, women singers. So, I'm okay. gonna start with. Get into it. Let's get into it. Beyonce. I, I'm gonna go to here, then EB, then I'll go for each okay. one. Okay. So to here, Beyonce. I'm buy. buying more stock, nigga. Okay. Okay. Buying it up. Okay. You buying? Yeah. I, yes. I, I gotta buy it too. I I gotta buy it. It's Beyonce. You. It's Beyonce. Yeah. It's Beyonce. Yeah. So you never yeah. know. Like she probably releasing an album right now. We just You're don't right. know what's coming. Right. So I gotta You're buy right. it. I'm gonna say buy, and I'm gonna say this, which. Her fans might not agree, but it's how I see it. I feel like Beyonce, she's been around forever. She still hasn't made that that purple ring, that that um that Ooh. that thriller, that top album. No. I think she could still do it. It's I gonna feel be like so yeah, many bees in the comments right now. It probably will. It probably <laughs> will be. But I feel like with that, like she's made some very good albums. But I think that like she could still make her best album tomorrow. She could still make her biggest single tomorrow. I think that she's still that big. Like the last couple of years, she's made a lot of, uh, you know, moderate hits that weren't huge. But I think that where she is in her career, she can still make her biggest thing tomorrow. So I think I'm that she can bye. still yeah. make another classic. But yeah. I, I think she got, I think she got one. I think Lemonade was solid as hell. I think Lemonade was damn near the classic yeah. album. I think Beyonce, the, the self-titled album, was a solid ass album too. Lemonade, you could let yeah, that sure. play from beginning to end. Yeah, she she definitely has some great albums, so I think okay. I'm gonna say bye with her. So all right, all right next up, so if we do Beyonce, we gotta say uh, Rihanna musically. So I, I know what you just said about, about I'm a hold. So I'm a, I'm a hold. Okay, okay. I'm a hold. I don't know if I'm gonna buy more stock. I think I got enough Rihanna stock. Uh, okay. I'm not the biggest Rihanna fan. Supporter of her music. Yeah. I think she, when she makes the music, she does make dope music. But she left us like uh, uh, absentee father. You know what I mean? She went on to live her best life, you know, get involved yeah. in makeup and lingerie. And I, I support, I, I got tons of Fendi shit, Fenty shit. You understand me? Like, Fenty. I got the Fenty yeah. Jockstrap. I got I got the green pair of boxes. <laughs> I got the red pair of boxes. I got the green, um, like, pajama set. It's just way too, okay. too baggy for me. But I, I'm a supporter of it. The wife got all the makeup and the facial wipe. I started using the facial wipe. That's pretty good. It's Musically, pretty good though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We might get another umbrella, but we might get another. Please don't stop the music. And honestly, mm. <laughs> I, I'm more of the umbrella fan, so you know yeah. I don't know what we gonna get. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. okay. But you know, you know what? You know what? You know what? I take that back. Yeah. I take that back. I'm a buy. I'm a buy. Why is that? Why is that? Because she been fucking with a real nigga. She been fucking with ASAP Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, okay. And that nigga might be okay. sure to get the album out fired sooner, and that shit might be fired on the strength that she fucking with him. So I'm gonna say buy. I'm gonna buy a little bit more. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I roll with that. Eb, what would you say? Oh, I'm honestly I'm scared to buy, just because. Rihanna ain't released an album since Morgan Freeman was born, and I don't know Damn. if Damn. that's something she plans on doing again. And I can't really sell it because it's Rihanna, so I'm just gonna yeah. hold just in case. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't think she's gonna release no music anytime soon, so I I gotta yeah. hold. I, I'm gonna say the same. I'm gonna say hold. I feel like at best we might get a couple random 
guest appearances because like her last to me banger was uh lemon and that song was like two three years old they just put it out late so it's like she really has not been making no music but if she does go back to it whenever she makes something it's been a hit so i'm gonna just i'm gonna roll with the hold i ain't gonna sell it but i'm gonna hold so i respect it yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna roll with that so next up mariah carey i'm gonna go ahead and sell what the fuck i got left uh <laughs> i'm okay. only gonna hold on to her christmas album and then the joint she did with ODB and uh, the joint she did with Bone. Everything else, I'm going to go ahead. It's a liquidation sale. You can come get all this liquidation. shit. Get all this shit. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I've been sold it. I think some some of these people, you, you can hold on just their legendary status alone. Mm-hmm. But with Mariah, I sold it years ago. I love her. She's always going to be Mariah. But I, yeah, I got to sell it. You gonna sell? Yeah, I'm gonna say ho only because Christmas. I feel like she's just like that that one random Christmas uh, parking lot that you got like in your neighborhood where every year that lot is like selling Christmas trees. It's nothing else. They might have like two Easter bunny baskets in April, but it's like you you hold that lot if you own it the whole year just for that one month. You make up all your money just in that one month. And that's the way I see it with her. I feel like she ain't really gotta make nothing else. I feel like she's still gonna get some tour money, but just that one song and. She might just do a remix every 10 years and that might take off. Like if she hears my go-go remix, yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> self plug, but plug that, plug right. that. Yeah. But so next up, uh, Mary J. Blige. Bruh. I, I I feel like Mary got two or three more good relationships in her. And based on that alone, <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy a little bit more, man. Wait, good or bad relationships? That's I, the question. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, <laughs> good bad I, ones. Well here's like... the thing. If she got two or three more good or bad ones, that means that at least yeah. two of them are bad. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just on yeah. that alone, I'm, I'm gonna have to buy a little bit more stock. I mean, come <laughs> on, bro. Anybody that can dodge the, the 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 coonery of a chicken dance for Burger King and still be <laughs> Up top, like still on come top. On. Yeah. Still on yeah. top, man. Yeah. She guys the coonery. A lot of people can't come back from the coonery. Right? You're right. So, You're right. You know, I mean, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm ride it out. I'm gonna stick beside her. Okay, okay. Rock with it. All right. <laughs> EB, what you gonna say about oh, your, man. your Brooklyn sister? This hey. is yo, you know I'm a Mary Stan. That is my number one. Um, but you know, going by the criteria we are going on, I gotta sell it at this point. Mm. I gotta I gotta sell it, and I love I love Mary. <laughs> like she just dropped two singles. One of them was I, and one of them was trash. But mm. I don't think, you know, just in my long time of being a stand and watching her grow and hearing certain things, she she's she's done. Her heart's not in it, so I'm selling it. Her heart is no longer mm. in it. Mm. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go in between. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just ride with a hold again. I feel like. With the legends is kind of kind of similar. I feel like they can still make some singles that's gonna mm-hmm. get radio play on those like adult contemporary stations. They still gonna have you know some of those types, but I don't see her making anything huge again. Of course, but I don't think she's gonna like. She's always gonna make something that's gonna appeal to somebody. So it might just be a niche type of uh, crowd. Yeah, I can't wait to Mary get her like young thing, like 25, <laughs> 27. Y'all gonna oh no. I, I feel like, like she got one though. I feel she like, like she got thing. one. That nigga gonna have her in the club throwing bottles of Ace of Spade at the stage and shit. And y'all that is what that she music. doing now though. You follow hey, her on yeah. social media. She got I, somebody. That's what hey, she. Hey, listen, doing. listen. Hey. Yeah, okay, and I'm telling you that record. She gonna get with Hit Boy. It <laughs> <laughs> might happen though. And Maxwell Hill, and she gonna make some shit. She gonna have features by Summer Walker, goddamn Kalani, <laughs> and y'all yep. gonna see. 
y'all like, God damn, I should have, I should have bought a little more. She's gonna be, she be right back, right back in the damn right street. Back at it. So yeah, <laughs> see? it might, it might happen that way. So all right, so the next one I'm gonna go. The only male singer I think that's really even comparable to them from the last, I would say, thirty years is Usher. So what are we gonna do with Usher? Shit. Mm. <laughs> Shit. Uh fuck. I you know. Usher's one of those people, man. He's like he's like music soul child. He held us down for a really long time. You know, he was a go-to man for the single, for the ladies and for the fellas. But then he just was like you you know, like you still care that they're alive, you still want them to do well, but you you don't be caring. Like you ain't like her like Usher on this new track, you be like, what the fuck, man, I'm waiting on these noodles to cook. Uh, you ain't get you ain't got hype off of a Usher track in a while, so I'm gonna probably go ahead yeah. and sell it. I'm a, I'm okay, honestly, okay. I'm gonna sell everything except for Confessions and uh, maybe eighteen was it eighteen oh seven was that the one uh, right before Confessions? Eight, eight uh, what was it called? Uh, right the before one with Confessions, the, yeah, yeah, eighty seven oh one, eighty seven oh one, eighty seven oh one. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm okay. hold on to them too, but I ain't really you know because even if it's a okay. single. Too, it ain't enough to springboard them back into the limelight like that. Solid artist, but uh, yeah. you know, be a father, you know what I'm saying? Like, be a father, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> be a father. I, be in the, be in the it, baby's life, you know what I'm saying? Do what Drake not doing, just go ahead and do that, <laughs> yeah, you got to. Um, AB? I gotta sell it, I gotta, I okay. think, with certain people, I think like the last three people you named, they're at that age. Where they've been literally doing it since the early '90s, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. hard to transition and still appeal to that music buying crowd, and us who grew up with the stuff and who who been there since the beginning. And like, I mean, like Tahir just said, when's the last time Usher released something like anything like that was hot? I don't remember, so mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta sell it. It's tricky with Usher. Like, I'm selling, but it's where. Um... So here's the thing with Usher. I feel like every couple of years he gives us a single that appeals to his original crowd, but mm-hmm. doesn't really move anywhere. So the first main one was Good Kisser. All mm-hmm. of us who are like at this point 34, 35, we rock with Good Kisser, but it just did not do nothing. It's just like it didn't appeal to the kids who are now into the trap, trapping B Brian Bryson Tiller style. And then last year he dropped the the single with LMA. The LMA, um, what was that track called? The um. Yeah, don't waste my time. Oh. That track to me was real cool. I feel like it was. Uh, I feel like it had. It was a dope little flip of the uh, high five. I liked the way the drums and it was a cool track. They put a little line dance to it, but it wasn't enough to really become a big hit. And that to me just shows that even when he's making stuff that's not trendy, because my issue going back to Love in His Club was that he overnight went from Confessions, which was basically the best R and B album since like. I'm gonna just say 2001 to avoid anything else people want to say, because um, y- 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 you know, you know what I'm talking about. I know. Yeah. So, so with that, it's like, and then he went from that to loving his club, which was like a radio club hit for mm-hmm. a minute, but he started going too trendy from there. And then he had yeah. OMG, and it was just like he was kind of chasing the trends. And I feel like whenever he goes back to that essence, even when he had the song Bad Habits last year, it was decent, but it's just nothing he's made has really been able to really like. Really like you know stick like that. Stick. So it's but like, you just said it. You said yeah. they, they they had a line dance to the song with him and LMA. Anytime they yeah. make a line dance to one of your songs, you done. Mm. Hang it all up. Mm. Like that's it. That's the that's the sign mm. that you pass your peak. 
So uh, you grooving with in nursing homes in the VFWs. Ah, like that's where that's where uh, your music is being played at this point. No disrespect, uh, but no disrespect. You, that's where you at. A line dance. Uh, that's 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 the end. All art has uh, shelf life, though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Artists that come up in certain eras, a certain uh, uh, styles. All of it yeah. has a shelf life. We've only seen a very few. I'm I'm talking about a handful of artists who've been able to stand the test of time, like people like Jay Z and Nas, because they've been able yeah. to like. Recreate their flow without like doing exactly what the new school is doing. Like you'll never see Jay doing like you know what you know little baby and all them are doing, but he he will recreate his flow enough to keep our ear and keep us interested in it. But there are very few artists that can do that. Now I will say, I did not mind the little EP that that uh that Usher and who was that was that was that Hit Boy? Oh, Zaytoven. Zaytoven. I didn't mind it. I mean, I think it, it might have been like move nothing though. It didn't, it didn't like, move nothing, yeah, but, but but there yeah. were there were a couple of joints on there that I was like, okay. okay. There's a couple of cool ones. Yeah, here, I feel like I listened to it by myself. I didn't tell nobody I was listening to. You didn't tell nobody. Yeah, <laughs> I, I skimmed through it, and to me, it was like for him to make an album with him, it, it got at least be something for the club. If it, if it, if it was Zaytoven, and yeah, it was nothing under that really even made the club or commercial radio. That's so true. It was just that's like, true. That's very true. Yeah. So Ooh. all right, that's where it is with Usher. So. That was all a passion right, so, project. Those are all the songs you yeah. wanted to put on other albums. Niggas was like, no. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the fuck I, is wrong with you? You can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, that's what he it found was. His old, he found his old computer, yeah. his old iPod somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. I forgot I had this. Let yeah, me go ahead and release like. this. Yeah. Go ahead and put them out you know, for free. It, it's free right. for y'all. You for know? the freebie. That's, yeah, that's what it is. So, mm-hmm. so moving on. So I'm a, this one, of course, uh, is going to be a little bit, I don't know. Snoop Dogg, what would you say? I am going to hold on. I ain't yeah. selling nothing because it's Snoop. I ain't buying nothing new because it's Snoop. But I'm going <laughs> to hold on to it because Snoop will always be good stock in my book. You understand me? He's one of the very yeah. few artists who is unapologetically him. Like, unapologetically. Mm. Like, he's embraced everything from weed, murder, and pimp culture. And everybody loves him. There's not one huh. more black man more loved <laughs> by white people who is openly admitted to pimping. Not one. You can't name one. You'll be hard pressed to find somebody. Hmm. Bishop Don Juan, niggas like him. There ain't no white people <laughs> going to know Bishop Don Juan true. show with Martha Stewart. This but is Snoop true. Has yeah. been unapologetically yeah. him, transparently yeah. him, and we love it for him. You know. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I, I, I appreciate Snoop. So I'm gonna hold on to that. Okay. Okay. That's my AT and T. That's long term stock. That's Coca Cola. You know, that's that, IBM. Yeah, yeah, that's IBM. I ain't going no goddamn <laughs> yeah. where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, it's it's Snoop. I got to hold because Snoop also has the tendency to surprise you just when you think you you heard it all. You know yeah. him like you know he ain't releasing no more music, and what he will release is like a banger. If for nothing yeah. else, it'll be a banger for the summertime. And Snoop mm-hmm. will release yeah. it, and it'll be a dope-ass video. It'll have like an old-school feel with new-school flavor. So I got to hmm. hold. I can't sell snoop but i ain't buying no more yeah i ain't, ain't, I ain't taking no risk but i got yeah. a hold for him because it's snoop like yeah. snoop. sexual eruption man come yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. Snoop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah. beautiful yeah. remember when beautiful yeah. first came out we wasn't expecting shit from snoop and then he talked nope. beautiful yeah. oh nope. yeah nigga. Yeah. yeah i feel like he always has found that way i mean the whole gospel album like he dropped the gospel album whole that was gospel. like a great Gospel album that wasn't just like, oh, it's cool because it's Snoop. Like, nope. your mama would hear and be like, that's Snoop Snoop. Like, mm. then he had, I mean, 
even him having the feature on Lil Duval. Like, who would have thought Lil Duval would have a hit, let alone? But then he had Shit's Snoop crazy. on it. And it's like, so yeah. So I'm a, I almost want to buy it just because it's Snoop, but I'm going to say Ho for sure. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, for the East Coast, you know, because he Let's is go. to the East Coast who Snoop is, Jay-Z. <laughs> Bye. Bye, okay. Yes, nigga. Okay. Yes. Nobody expected, especially at the Magnum Carter. Let's be honest. Yeah. That that was a yeah. that was a freebie album, so he could just already go platinum because he had <laughs> to deal with Samsung. Yeah. Let's be a hundred percent, right? Mm. If, if if fuck with me, you know I got it. If what that wasn't on there, you know that album. Yeah. Well, Tom Ford, Tom Ford was huge for like yeah. three months. It was huge for like three weeks, Brian. Let's be honest. Nah, home, it, was it was still was, going at homecoming. Howard yeah. homecoming. That's all they yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, I was about to, was there. Was about to say it was homecoming. Homecoming. was there. So like, they had yeah. to they had to wait for homecoming. They was like, we gotta play at least once at homecoming. If homecoming would have been in August, nigga, it would have been three weeks. Let's be all the way honest about it. Now, this is what I will say. After Magnum Carter, we got 444. And 444, in my opinion, was a stellar album. And it's also one of those type of albums where you he couldn't have made that at the beginning of his career. He couldn't have made it at the end of the middle of his career. It's something that he had to live to make because he put so much real in that album and I feel like we got at least one more of those or one more party album in like we still okay. gotta get that Carter's part two you know what I'm saying like I, mm. I'm, I'm gonna hold off for that on, on the strength of that okay okay I'm buying that. I'm buying that. some more you buying All I'm right. buying All right. I got a little money to blow it ain't shit <laughs> let's do it <laughs> what you saying boy I'm out here <laughs> drop with it then spin it up then Throw that shit in the sky. I blow, right. I blow a bag on Jay, my nigga. It's all this right. ain't nothing to it. Nigga said he going to Wall right. Street with his. That's dope. Hey, got got I gotta, to. I gotta buy too. Okay, I gotta okay. buy because it's Jay, and no matter what, it's gonna be something for somebody. The difference between him and a lot of other people is Jay's something for somebody ends up being for everybody. So mm. whether you rock with it for three weeks, three months, or three years, he gonna give you a hit. So I gotta buy it. All right, buy. Yeah, I mean, I would say buy. It's it's the type that, I, if there was anything between buy and hold, of course, it's, I mean, hypothetically, whatever. Right. Like I wouldn't buy a whole lot. I guess I would say I wouldn't. If I had a thousand <laughs> to spend, I might put fifty or a hundred on it versus like the whole the whole thousand. But yeah, like you said, yeah. everything y'all said already. I feel like he still has more in him. He's not gonna get like bigger musically i don't see him making anything better than blueprint reasonable doubt but he still mm-hmm. has some solid albums that are still going to like resonate so i roll with that so of course if we do jay <sighs> we gotta do uh kanye so kanye listen um, man um i i can show y'all the email that my my uh my therapist sent me she sent me this exercise on grudges because i'm working on myself all right. As an adult, you, yeah. you have to own up to your shit. I have a problem with holding grudges on people that I feel like did me over, try to screw <laughs> me. And I would never forgive you. Yeah. Y'all niggas can jump back Damn. on that bandwagon all you Damn. want to. I didn't forget the comment about slaves. I didn't forget yeah. about him joining teens with Trump. I didn't forget about none of that shit. And ever since then, mm. I ain't been rocking with none of the music. I ain't downloaded none of the gospel songs, none of that type <laughs> of shit. I ain't buy, I ain't bought yeah. one pair of yays. Matter of yeah, fact, I mean, if I go in the store and all they have is, yeah. is some goddamn yays and a pair of K Swiss, nigga, I'm buying ten <laughs> pairs of K Swiss. I rock my K Swiss. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. it, bro. I don't. I don't. I, I feel like too long we've been um, so forgiving of artists because we like their music, 
that we forget like their integrity and what they're putting out there. This is somebody that if his choices and his words affect the livelihood, not the livelihood, but the the, the activity and the the, uh, the the motions of millions of people. You know what I'm saying? For hmm. you to use your platform like that, I just like, I can't rock with that type of shit. So I'm selling. Yeah. Okay. I'm selling. Okay. Everything must go. It. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got to make way All because a Halloween costume store is coming to buy this building. So, yeah. <laughs> so they can pop up yeah. once a year. So they can pop up once pop up. a year and still one be able to afford up. it. Yeah, I'm selling yeah. everything, bro. I don't fuck with it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm with it. I think personally, I'm in the same exact boat. Like, I, I don't fuck with them. I can't fuck with them. But I got a hold just because the power of music and the power of the stand culture that we're in right now. I know if he dropped something um, that wasn't what gospel was his last thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. If he dropped something that was yeah. like hip hop again, I feel like people would go up for it. I wouldn't, but I feel like it would be something that's like it gets number one at least number three on the charts. So I got a hold, mm. not for mm-hmm. myself, but because I want to make some money. No doubt. I, you know, I, yeah. I know they're going to buy it. I know they're going to buy it, That's but I'm not right. buying it. Yeah. I just, That's you know exactly what, where I'm at. Yeah. I'm sorry, real quick, Ron. Let me just say, EB, yeah. you know, I look at you differently now, brother, because you know, <laughs> first you were giving me some solid answers, but the type of person that would affect <laughs> Investing tobacco companies, knowing the harm they're listen, doing to our listen. community. This nigga is a cancer to our society. Hey, and me, big tobacco ain't never horrible. did nothing. Oh, the shoes are yeah. horrible. The shoes, the shoes are horrible. I feel horrible. like all of it is, is he's he's just he's pranking all of these niggas. And they oh no, these big he got everybody in the sunken place. I'm telling oh, you yeah. right now. Like I didn't listen yeah. to the gospel album, but to see like people <laughs> I know and respect, like gospel heads, like people going up talking about this is some of the best gospel I ever heard. I was like, nah, I, I refuse. Mm. But that's how I know mm. I got a hold because yeah. I know they're going to go up for whatever he do. Whether it's trash or not, they're going to love it. Okay, That's exactly well. how I feel. I feel like personally, I haven't cared about nothing he's done. I always skip through his stuff just so I can hear like how it sounds just in case I have to, okay, it's that one club song, but it's like I don't have to play anything from him again, especially anything new. Like and it's the type of thing where, like, the only slight pass I used to give him was, okay, I get when your mom dies, your whole world is shook up. Like, you start doing stuff out of character. I get that, but it's like, that still doesn't really, that's no excuse for everything he did with the Trump stuff and just the, the uh. things he said. So, yeah, personally, I'm not rocking with him, but on some stock, he is tobacco. It's like, I know he's killing people, but, you know. Yeah. Man. Fuck that cancer. If we going to all get it, we going to get it. Bro, yeah, listen, financially, listen, yeah. we turned yeah. a blind eye to a lot of iffy artists in the past. A yeah, lot yeah. of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like now we have the opportunity to to right those wrongs going forward by standing ground. And I ain't trying to convert <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Like, y'all do your own thing. Yeah. I'm just telling you why, why I did. I, I should have stopped playing R. Kelly back in 2001. That's when the tape was I released. Mean, I should have stopped yeah. playing. But I didn't, all right? Because yeah. he came out with remixed the edition, like- and I was like... <laughs> Nigga, like right, dry, but yeah. I but I should have did it, and then Deja Pale highlighted it, and we should have said it together collectively, let's stop because yeah. that's what we did when Bill when 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 Hannibal came out and said that shit, and he had already oh, yeah. been saying it for. That's what we did, and niggas is still rocking with Yay, but they mad at Bill and uh, and and I get it's two different two different type of uh two different type crimes, of cases, right? Yeah. Crimes, right? Yeah. Like right, 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 completely different, not to validate anybody but at all but like, like it's two different types of crimes and completely one against uh you know uh, uh, uh ladies 
But I just like, like I just can't get with that shit, bro. Like you leading yeah. our people astray, and I'm just gonna say nope. Can't nope. do it. Okay, okay. So taking it from there, after Kanye, Drake. What you gonna say, nigga? Putting I'm cashing out of my chips and buying everything Drake. Really? Everything. Buying Drake. everything. Okay. okay. I'm buying. Yeah. Tell me an album he missed on. Tell me why I should. I mean, with Drake. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm listen, bro. Like, as far as consistency, as far as development, as far as like creativity, versatility, he 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 checks all the boxes. I feel like hood niggas like Drake secretly because he says the stuff that they feel but feel they can't say. Chicks love Drake because he says the stuff that hood niggas wish they could say, and he's guaranteed for at least two to three bops in the club on one album. That's one. The Every artist time, would be yeah. hard pressed to have one bop on the album. Yeah. He ain't gonna give you two or three. Come on, bro. Track record. Yeah, yeah. Consistency, Ron. You know this. Twelve years. Twelve hard years. Hard working in, consistency so, yeah. will outlast talent any day of the week, and his man has both. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> give me all the You're, stock, nigga. All of it. All of it. All right. All right. Eb. I mean, I can't switch it up now. If I'm making all these decisions based strictly on business. Then I'm buying. Like that's buying, it. if yeah. it's strictly a business decision, I'm buying. Yeah. If it's not yeah. a business decision, then I'm oh. selling it. Oh, EB's not a Drake fan. I heard I, it. I'm, he I'm said, selling it. Listen, when he said, when he said, it's based strictly on business, strictly. I'm buying. I yeah. knew that little caveat right there. Man, he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big. You know, I yeah. see what he's doing. Hey, I'm just not a big I, Drake fan. I can't get with it. Hmm. Tell me why, EB. <laughs> I mean, we already got so many others that do what he does and better. They're just not as successful as it as Who does he it is. Better? Who yeah. does it Fonte? Better, Fonte? Mm. Okay, mm. okay, but they, okay. And here's my uh. thing: Fonte is one of my favorite rappers. Fonte yeah. is one of my favorite rappers. Drake has admitted it's one of his favorite rappers. Lil Wayne has admitted he's one of his favorite rappers. Where's the consistency? On a mainstream mm. level, you won't find it. It's not even just that though, EB. He'll put out a project of him singing. He did the he did the joint the collaborated joint with with Eric Robeson. But he'll yeah. he'll put more time into foreign exchange. I feel like than he will in his own album, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's not he, he, his goal. Might not be Drake level. I mean, we all want the money, but right, right, right. comes with that type of success. You know, so the headaches of just going to the store or something like that. But come on, come on. I nah. Come on, I got, EB. Uh, I mean, but wait, this is we this is business. Okay. I'm buying. <laughs> if it's Drake, it is business. I'm buying. Just like I bought Kanye. Yeah. Like, yeah. This business. All right. I mean, fair enough. I'm going to say, yeah, because I'm going to say buying. I mean, I'm like a, what What do I call myself? I, I don't even think I would call myself a moderate Drake fan. It's a, it's a case of like, I like what I like from him and the stuff I don't like, I don't like from him. So it's mm-hmm. like, I can like, get with that. Certain songs he makes, I think are amazing. Like, when I heard Zero to 100 the first time, I was like, whoa, this is like some Wu Tang. 2014, like when I heard the model the first time, it's like certain songs I hear from him. I'm like, this fire. Mm-hmm. Even on the new album, when I heard how he flipped that Montel Jordan for Poppy's home, I'm like, this is this mm-hmm. is different. But it's like at the same time, it's like a lot of stuff. Drake is the king of making music that doesn't appeal to me, but I get why it appeals to somebody else. Mm. Right. So with that, because I understand that part, I'm gonna buy it. So that's how you I know see what's it. Crazy. Man. I typically yeah. don't like most of his singles. Like I like the yeah. track, like the joints that. That you won't hear in the club, yeah. um, like uh, 
What is it called? Damn it, I can't think of it. I'm 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 gonna send you a playlist I made with Drake of like Correct. just like the, the 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 dope like B side shit. The B side Drake, yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's when he, really he got those. Goddamn bag. So he got those. So. <laughs> oh, he got him, man. Yeah, yeah. He got so. him. He do. So after Drake, Kendrick, of course. So what y'all saying with Kendrick? I mean, I'm gonna buy into this last album drop. You talking oh, about somebody that don't release is... albums? It's Kendrick, been four years, Kendrick, yeah, yeah. Kendrick is the 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 more well established Fonte when it comes to to projects. Mm. He would drop something huh. when he want to, but to be fair, when he first came out, he was dropping something every year. He was giving us yeah, you know, section eighty. Uh, what what was the other one? OD, OD, over before, the, OD was before yeah, that. You know, yeah, yeah, so true. he was giving us something pretty consistently with that. That's and real. Then every they were year still doing blood, yeah. stuff with Black Hippie. They was putting out stuff together too. They yeah. were dropping singles and little Lucy's here and there. So you know, rightfully so, he has deserved the right to do as he will. That's all yeah. I would say. But I'm buying that Kendrick stock. Yeah, serious. Yeah. Kung Fu Kenny. Oh, <laughs> all day. You got to. only my only complaint is like nigga, just make the interlude separate tracks. Don't keep. <laughs> Putting the fucking interlude on the end. Yeah. Now I can't put it on repeat because I got to yeah. listen to a minute of 30 seconds of dialogue. Nigga, yeah. make it a separate See? track. I hate he what good for that. He good for that. He good for that. He, he wants you to play the whole thing as, as, a, as a movie and not as you. like YouTube clips, basically. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but I would like to repeat yeah. stuff, Ron. If I find a good I song, I'm throwing that bitch on repeat for 432 yeah. times. Hey, I get it. I get it. You got to wait till, till the intro is over. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, put it in Garage yeah. Band, cut off that part right there, and then bounce it back into iTunes, and then listen to it. That it's a lot, nigga. <laughs> a lot of work, a lot of work. It is though. I'm sorry, e- man. I had to go e- off on my tent. Oh man, this is actually yeah. like a real hard one for me. Um, hmm. I think I'm gonna buy. Like part of me wants to hold, but I think I'm gonna buy because it's Kendrick. Like just based off of the fact that he's Kendrick and looking at you know his history. And his possible trajectory, I gotta buy. Yeah, I guess why? Why wouldn't you buy? Is the question. Then if that's the case. Um, <laughs> because I, I'm not sure inconsistency. I'm not sure uh, if it's going to if be. If he's putting something else out, or right, and and I, I think Kendrick is one of those artists who he makes music um, that's personal to him and music yeah. that um, you know speaks to who he is as an artist. People just happen to like it. And there are artists that mm. make music for people to like. Mm, and yeah. that's something different. I don't think he does that. People just happen to like it. So with one, one wrong move, if he released the wrong thing, you know, as an expression mm. of himself and people not fucking with it, then I don't want to lose my money. I mean, I feel like the thing is, yeah, yeah. Said that, that I think that that untitled album was like that. Like the Lucy's and just an expression of him too, and even though it like didn't do crazy mm. numbers, I think it still was successful. That's I I, I always go back to that joint right yeah. there. Yeah, like here is the answer. Here yeah. is the answer. What? Yeah, I mean, play it, this it in was, church. Yeah. That's what the mothers need to know. Some, some people do. Some yeah, people do. Yeah, the deacon is born need to yeah. know that head is the answer. The deacon yeah. already know that. Trust me. Well, the yeah. deacon, I said the deaconess. See, that's the oh, lady. Oh, the deaconess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Deaconess. Deaconess. They bringing up the other deaconess. See, so you got to give it to yeah. the head. You got to give it to the motherboard yeah. and let it rain down. Hey, hey, I feel like like that one was definitely like leftovers. But I mean, yeah, it, it ain't really hit people like that. But I can tell it was leftovers because I heard some of those tracks before he dropped the, uh, mm-hmm. the album anyway. But um. Uh, so that's that's Kendrick. So the rest of them, I'm gonna do a couple more rapid fire. So, all right, uh, no commentaries is buy wholesale real quick. So let's see. 
I'm gonna say for the new girls for R&B, Chloe and Halle. So here, bye, bye, EB, bye. I'm gonna say bye for sure. Uh, Summer Walker, bye. Hold. Uh, bye, bye. I don't care for my bye. Uh, her, <laughs> bye. Yeah, okay. bye. I'm gonna say bye. Daniel Caesar. Hold. So you got his credit card. Okay. Daniel Caesar. E V. Uh, hold. Hold. I gotta hold. I, I wanna buy, but I feel like his cut. Yeah, so I'm gonna say hold. Uh Megan the <laughs> Stallion. Bye. Give it all to me. Give it bye. all to I'm, me. I'm still buying. The yeah. baby. The baby. Hold. Hold. Sell. I'm gonna say sell. <laughs> <laughs> little baby, little baby. Bye. Hold. Uh, bye. I'm gonna say bye. City girls. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't name one of their songs, so I'm. I'm just. I'm. We still got some summers left, so I'm gonna say bye. Just on the surface <laughs> of some summers left. Bye. Exactly. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna say hold. I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna say hold. Uh, last two. I'm gonna say Migos. Bye. Bye. I'm gonna say hold. Uh Nicki Minaj to finish off. <laughs> hold. Business decisions. Bye. Uh her fans crazy. Hold. I'm gonna just say I'm not yeah. I'm gonna just say hold with it. Yeah, that's I'm that say business hold. decision I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, hey, Tahira, I, I totally appreciate you for rocking. No, 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 um, fuck that. We ain't yeah, done yet, bro. Yeah. Nah, we go, we yeah. stand for a couple more minutes. Yeah, I got, I yeah. got to get, I got to get some questions answered real quick. I all need right, to right. know what's good. Why? I need to know why. Who said um, sell? You said sell the baby. You said you gonna sell everything. The baby, because the baby. I mean, the thing is, he kept making so many mistakes on top of not dropping no fire. Because here's the thing, just like we said with with the uh, ball headed dude and anybody else. <laughs> Chris Brown and them too. It's like you can you can mess up a whole lot. No matter how bad of dirt you do, people only really care about the music you make. I still okay. get requests for the ball headed dude. Yeah, I get plenty yeah. requests for uh for Chris Brown. But with the mm-hmm. baby, he's been doing all this talking, so homophobic, talking out of pocket, then doubling down on the dumb stuff he says. Mm-hmm. But he ain't dropped no bangers, so it's like okay, okay. With that, that part, I yeah. get. Yeah. That part I get. I and I I completely agree with that, and that's why I was teaming yeah. on selling. Only yeah. reason I didn't. Because I thought a lot of people were upset about the Danny Ray, which I was too. I was like, damn, like, first of all, why are you putting this on here? But my part, yeah. my only thing was like, he, he's he been telling us he's this nigga from the beginning. And I yeah. feel like people loved him for being that disrespectful chocolate ass nigga with a pretty smile. <laughs> you think my mom for that? He's been saying that from the beginning. And so when he showed niggas, hey, I'm not just talking. I feel like everybody got to open their arms. But he was like, he's been the same nigga. But I make my bitch put my gun in her purse. Like, you don't even call her a chick. You say, I make my bitch. That's just who he is. So that's the only reason. I just wanted to yeah. make sure. I mean, I get, I get it. I feel like it's like you can be the same, but you don't have to, like, throw gas on, on, on yeah. the uh, fire. Because the thing is, like, yeah, he's always been out of pocket. But to get on stage and just out of nowhere, yeah. you ain't been in the parking lot. You know, it's yeah, like that he, was, that was too he much. goes beyond it. And then it's like when people check him, it's like, 
he he's just like we all this this and that. It's like mm-hmm. you gotta have your publicist because like you said with Snoop, Snoop is Snoop beat a murder a murder trial, but it's like Snoop knows when to say what he says and when not to. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. So that's true. So I yeah. respect it. I respect that's, it. That's my thing with that. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. I guess I guess one one more quick uh, rapid fire too. Cause we didn't we didn't do it. Uh, Chris Brown, damn right. Chris Brown. So, Chris yeah. Brown. Oh, Chris Brown. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I'm a. I think I'm a sell. Hmm. Okay. 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 I'm a hold. Yeah, I'm a hold. I'm a hold with that. I'm a hold. So, yeah, I think. I mean, we, we can keep on going to anybody who's listening right now. Hashtag us right now at Behind the Wheels Pod. Um. If you have we any other suggestions, we're not live at all, but you know. Oh, what did you say? Goddamn. We're not live. At, to everybody who's, yep. So, everybody who is tuned in, listening right now, what other suggestions you have, ideas, or commentary, hit us up at that hashtag behind the wheels pod. And I want to see what your thoughts are on it. So, with that, to here, we appreciate you for coming through and rocking with us. Um, Absolutely. Let everybody know what you got in store. I mean, me and you rocked that party last week. We had them grooving yeah. off of the old school of so, the slums. So, yeah. I'm uh I just wanted to create basically an environment that, that similar to the energy that Soul Action Radio creates. And so uh I came up with it's just a good time and we do it at this little this little kind of speakeasy feeling type of lounge. Uh, and um we have a good time with it, man. Ron was the first DJ we had, bless it. And I had previously done it like four times with just a playlist and it was just a good vibe with the playlist, but Ron just brought a different element to it and like uh now the owners are believers, and uh, they want to work out a deal, but I want a better deal. So, you know, they want yeah. one more before the year's out. We'll see if we can come to agreements on negotiation, then we'll get that. Other yeah. than that, man, keep watching uh, Insecure, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Uh, finish out the season strong, finish out the, the show strong, and, uh, you know, keep keep uh, keep looking out on your TVs for Spectrum commercials and stuff like that. You know? There it goes. You always in somebody's video all the time. Hey, man, so. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like Diddy in the early 90s. You already know. All up in it, all up in it. So, <laughs> hey, we appreciate you. Take that, take that. Yeah, we appreciate you all day with that. So, hey, uh, I'll be seeing you soon. And everybody yes, out there, uh, where can they follow you at before you sign up? Uh, just follow me on everything. It's at to hear more. T a h i r m o o r e on everything. That's YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I be on TikTok, but I don't be on TikTok. Like, I don't check no comments. I don't do nothing. I don't do nothing. I just post on there so I can have yeah. a, a presence on there. So when they start giving out money to black creators, I'll be on there. Mm. But I, I don't really be checking mm. on that because they be hating on black creators at the same time. So hey, hey, I just keep facts, it a buck. Facts. They do. Facts. facts. You know what I mean? I right, well, appreciate you a whole lot. Hey, man, thank y'all for having me. This is hey. fun, man. All right, so it's that time. So let's get into it. So. For this episode's beat match, I think uh, we should have some fun with it. Um, even though it's cold, it's 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 winter time. It's me and EB's birthday month, so hey. I feel like we got a party a little bit. So both of us are huge fans of that New Jack Swing era, of course. So uh, we always talk about our favorite songs from that era. And EB, if I had to ask you, what would be your favorite track from that New Jack Swing era, going from like '87 ish to like '91, '92, or whatever you want to call it? I mean, we talk New Jack Swing. We got to talk Teddy Riley. We got to talk Teddy Riley. We got to talk yep, Guy. Yep. So it's groovy. Groovy. Okay. I yeah. mean, of course, New Jack Swing is all about Teddy. You know, once again, I'm team dum dum did a every time. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to go with that with the initial, the initiator, the the first song that we really called New Jack Swing. I'm gonna have to go with that Key Sweat I Want Her, and it's like 
I almost feel like I'm, I'm like putting my two kids together because I love. I'll yeah. say I enjoy the guy album more than the Keith Sweat album as a whole. I would say that personally. But either way, um, when it comes to just the the primary song from New Jack Swing, I would have to roll with the uh, with I Want Her. I feel like Poison's still the biggest one, and even Poison is different because it's not the exact same sound as what um, Teddy was doing. But right. then, re- remember, remember the time is probably my overall favorite song of the era. But when it comes to like the best party song, I would say I'm gonna roll with I Want Her. So with that, uh, for everybody who's listening. The beat match, we, we we each get three minutes to describe our case, you know, to fight our case, and then we get two rebuttals, and then our producers, Melissa and the lady, will be the ultimate judges. So, EB, go ahead and state your case. Why would you pick Groove Me as the best uh, New Jack Swing party song? Groove Me is the best New Jack Swing party song because, um, and, I mean, it's in the title. It's the energy of the song. It's, it's like a groove. Um, it's one of those quintessential New Jack Swing songs that, Anytime it comes on, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you're instantly, instantly transported back to that time, to 87, to 88. And it sounds like the late 80s. It sounds like bump curls and bleached hair, and <laughs> hot top fades, denim jackets. It sounds like gold chains, the running man, the bus stop, the cabbage patch and the Roger Rabbit. Like it reminds you of if you were a kid during that time, what you wanted to do. Because you were not yet able to party the way you wanted to. And if you were a daughter at that time and you were partying, I guarantee you danced your ass off. You danced your ass off to Groove Me. Um, the, even the song, like the story of the song is so crazy because like it was recorded in Teddy Riley's mama's house. And, you know, it, it was full of energy, like recorded in his mama's house. And when when they were ready to release it. Aaron Hall wanted to re-record his vocals, so they let him, but they still ended up using the original vocals because of the energy of the song. And that energy is felt like anytime it comes on, you had him sounding like Charlie Wilson before R. Kelly stole his sound or whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't dwell on that. But um, it was just like the perfect way to introduce a younger audience, because it was cross-generational, to New Jack Swing, because you had this um singer somebody sounded like they from the church aaron hall singing in a way that a lot of people couldn't at that time over a hip-hop beat um it's just peaked at number four on the charts um because it was such a good song and i think when teddy put it together i don't think he realized what he was doing but he kind of changed the whole direction of music like we talk about that a lot, like how he was that guy who did that. But before him, it was like the Rick Jameses, the Princes, and the Stevie Wonder. They were foundational R&B. Then when Groove Me came, it's like, oh, we change in direction. So if you don't have Groove Me and Teddy Riley, then you don't get Keith Sweat at all. You don't get New Jack Swing. Like, you, there's no progression. There's no Bobby Brown. So it's one of those songs that I think stands the test of time. And if it comes on and I'm in a party or I'm in a club or I'm in my mama's house, I don't care where I'm at. I'm getting up and I'm grooving. Like it's one of those songs that just the energy is electrifying. I hear it. I hear it. So, I mean, I definitely like, I, I can't say anything negative about grooving because I love that track. I love that whole album. And it's at both Teddy. My thing that I wonder, so I don't know what song was recorded first, but I wonder was the one, I wonder is the one that actually, um, at least came out first, and that was the one that really led to them uh, titling the whole the whole sound as New Jack Swing. So it came out the box as something that nobody had ever heard before. Like 
even with Jimmy Jam and Terry, uh, you know, of course, some folks will argue that they had that sound first. And as I told you, like, even Jimmy told me that he feels that Teddy is still the godfather of it, even if they had a similar sound. But <laughs> Teddy came with this sound on I Want Her that was just like, it was different. The whole, like, the fact that they called it a swing is because of how those drums were just a little bit out of the usual pocket of a song that you hear. And that, that's what made you dance so much harder because it was just like, that rhythm was just, it did something to you when you heard that. And I feel like with I Want Her, just everything about how the song is constructed, I feel like gives it the the lead as being just the number one song. It's like, as soon as it drops, it's like you hear all these little sound effects that you aren't used to hearing. It has such a strong hip-hop influence. You're hearing all these random ad-libs. You're hearing Teddy, yep, yep, in the background every couple seconds, where it's like, you're hearing that. And then, as soon as this, the, the verse starts, you hear Keith kind of with that froggish voice. It's like, and it's just so catchy. It's where it's one of them things that we all know Keith is not the best singer, but it's so catchy. Everything he sings, it's like, it's one of those that it makes you feel like you can sing. It's like if Keith can, can sing, I can sing just like him going on the radio. So you're singing along to it. And it's the way it builds up all the way into the hook, you know, because the bridge into the hook uh, leads, you know, the beat switches up a little bit. And then, uh, you know, I want her. As soon as it comes in, it's like Teddy has his signature kind of laid back, almost a lazy way of singing it to where you you got to listen close to say, what is he even saying? But it's like, it just really kind of credit something that, that was so brand new and fresh. And just the way that the song develops, that second verse comes in, he's holding those notes. I got a thing for, you know, she's bad, she's bad, all I want to know. Just the way it, that it changes up for that hook. Then that third verse comes, it's like all the ad-libs, everything that, that Keith does on there, I feel like just makes it just the perfect song. Giving it that drum beat, uh, that drum break. I feel like that was Teddy being innovative because it was where before that New Jack Swing era, you had songs that had drum breaks for sure in the funk era, disco era, and the boogie era. But it's like hearing that with those type of drums was something different. You weren't used to hearing that kind of hip hop influenced drum just just taking off for eight bars only, and that's just what set that tone. So whenever you heard those New Jack Swing songs, that whole era from all the way up to when you heard Jay Don't Walk Away, which was a whole different sound to me, but people still call it New Jack Swing, and it's like. All those songs were kind of modeled off of what was started with I Want Her. I feel like just being able to take it from having the instrumental break where it's just, okay, a little synthesizer going, then it's just drums going. And then it's like you hear Keith coming back in with some ad-lib. So I feel like just the way that the whole song was composed, it, it just gives it that number one to me. And I think it's like, it's it's really impossible to even, I'm going to give it back to you. Yeah, I honestly, I can't say anything bad about I Want Her because it's also one of my favorite songs. Um... And I know I'm in the minority and I'm the one who, you know, everybody's like, Keith Sweat can't sing. I wouldn't say that. I say it's different <laughs> really? because I, I I love his voice personally. But yes, yeah, yeah. he can't compare to Aaron Hall singing. And Groove Me just combines, yeah, you partying, you grooving. But there's also like a vocal and you can, un well, you can understand most of the words <laughs> he's saying. And then you got to remember yeah. the video, like the video for groove me you know when it starts off with the groove me groove me groove me shot in new york and then, then in the club like teddy and aaron and timmy or um damien actually are on stage playing the instruments people dancing the girls got on the big door knockers and the black dresses the dudes in the baggy pants and the button-ups the cross like it it is 80s it's all 80s and it reminds you of that time and the groove was like so infectious that even at the end of the song you hear the it ain't over the party's not over and it starts yeah. back up 
not only once, but twice they did that. So every time you thought it was over, it was like, oh, no, we got to keep this shit going. It's one of those songs that you put on now next to or right before or after I Want Her. And I feel like more people are going to go up for Groove Me because it's a party jam. Not only a party jam, but the lyrics of the song, it's an actual love song compared to, like, I Want Her, like... He wants her. I mean, it, you know, he can't be in love yet. If you, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, it was like okay, you stalking from the sidelines or whatever. But you know, Aaron Hall was singing some real shit. Like groove me, like when I get you home tonight. You know, that's what it's gonna be. You know, he was in a sexy mood. Like Keith, I love Keith, but he can't compare. Like I want her cannot compare. If you talking party songs. It can't compare. Like, you can't play I Want Her in the club and get the same reaction as you would get from Groove Me. I would disagree. I feel so. Here's how I see it. I think Groove Me probably hits harder for people who are there in that moment. I think I Want Her because it was a much bigger commercial success. It was number five on Billboard. I think more generations know I Want Her. I feel like, like I mean, of course, at this point, it's because we know Guy did not stay together. We know Aaron Hall is Aaron Hall. So... He's not able to perform, but I feel like because of the fact that Keith has still had a successful career, he's still been do- doing all these yacht cruises and these these throwback concerts. I think "I Wonder" is a much, much, much more well-known song at this point, and that that gives it the advantage, regardless of what song is actually better. I feel like "I Wonder" does actually have way more appeal at this point because you still hear it way more on radio too. I would argue that "I Like" is the bigger guy song from that album at this point probably because of the love and basketball and everything else. I feel like you hear I like a lot more, but I think overall, I think I wonder you, you do hear it way more on radio whenever it comes to, to just turn on those adult contemporary types of stations, you always hear it more. So with that, I think it does have more appeal and I think it's more of a, I think it's a better sing along too. I feel like even if you cancel out the beats and say they're both Teddy Riley productions, whatever, I think yeah, Aaron's a better singer. And as you said with Keith, whether you say he's a good singer or a bad singer, he has a voice that's catchy. He has a voice that it works because it has that grit to it. It has that that emotion to it. So I feel like I feel like uh, I wonder if it's more of a sing along. It's one of those songs that groove me. You probably are gonna dance like the whole song, but with, I wonder you dancing, but you also singing. You can't wait till she's bad. She's bad, and you're gonna sing that with your friends off key a little bit and everything. So I feel like with that, it has those advantages as far as just the whole song structure goes. So. Um, it's it's definitely tough. I think that in the context of hearing them back to back, I think I wonder has a little bit more energy too. Groove Me has the drums are a little bit more. Um, the pattern does go a little bit harder. I think Teddy was a little bit more comfortable in his style at that point. He was a little bit more experimental. But I think I wonder being that breakout, like those drums, actually hit a little bit harder. It's mixed a little bit harder. So, yeah, I I agree with a lot of what you said. But there's this is thing. So you mentioned about. Groove me hitting harder if you were there in the moment. And maybe that's the the point of view I'm coming from because it's one of those songs that immediately takes you back to where you were and what you were doing, what the girl's name you was dancing with, what you was going to do to her when you got home to your mama's house because it wasn't your house. Like, you, you go back there. When I hear I want her, I don't get that same energy at all. And just to be clear, Make It Last Forever is probably one of my favorite albums of all time like it's not a song on there i don't like or listen to still but the energy that i want i'm sorry the energy that groove me has it's crazy like the energy is so good that they couldn't end the song twice like 
the music stopped twice and they brought it back. Like it's it's one of those where oh we not done dancing yet. You sweating, your perm sweated out, you got sweat through your silk shirt. It's 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 that one. I mean, I get it. I mean, I feel like I, you can't go wrong either way, but I'm gonna still roll with I want her. I think that I think as far as nostalgia goes, one thing that about that is that you probably don't get the same flashback every time because we've heard I want her so many times that some folks might hear that and they might get a flashback from 03. They might they might have seen Key Sweat at the Soul Train Awards one year performing it. It's like you don't hear groove me as much. So because of that, your memories have to be from 88. <laughs> They have to be from that era. I think because Keith Sweat has performed that song, you hear it so many times since then that it's it's a 10-year-old it's a who has flashbacks of cleaning their mama's house up four years ago. So it's like you you have, I think it has a wider, such a wider um, like like age gap because of that. I think because it's still more of a um, a song that you hear. You, you've probably heard it sampled a few more times. You've heard it referenced more times. I've heard... Even the yay, 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 yay. I've heard Tyler sign use that one little line. So I think it's been overall, it's the most influential one. It's the very first song that we call New Jack Swing. And it's like, it's the ultimate one that when you look back four years later, it still it still had that sound. So, you know, I'm going to let our producers uh, decide. So Melissa and the lady, I'm sure that the lady, of course, she's seen at least Keith in concert. I'm sure. She was know in, that. she was in Teddy Raleigh Mama House when the song was recorded. I know she's seen. She him. probably was making uh, some grits. Right. Oh, oh, okay. Do that yeah, part over. All of that. All of that. All yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, I actually I don't remember if I've seen I've seen him. I assume I have just because there were some old school like R and B shows in L A. But yeah, uh, this was hard. Uh, they're pretty close. I would say personally, I would have probably say groove me but i think the argument was stronger for i want her um so i'm gonna go ahead and give it to artistic this time mm. okay okay all right all right well, melissa let's see this is hard um i think you both did a great job arguing for both songs i think they're both classics i do really like um both songs and i think i'm gonna have to go with eb on this one Groove me, okay, Groove okay. Me. So Split. it's a tie. You know what that means? Everybody out there, hashtag behind the wheels pod. Let us know which song you would pick. Um, overall, which one would you say is the the better New Jack Swing Jam? And I'm sure y'all might say something else. Some of y'all, oh, some of y'all might say Jane Child Remix is the best <laughs> one. Some of y'all gonna say, you know, the, uh, you can call me crazy. Album cut was better. Hey, Whatever that, it is, I mean, that was yeah, hot, though. that was banging. So whatever you you pick, but between those two, what would you say? Let us know. Also, make sure to email us behind the wheels pod at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for anything for the drop, anything you want us to highlight for uh, anyone you want us to highlight for rewind, fast forward, or even for our beat match. If you have any suggestions and ideas with that, uh, please let us know. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people to find our podcast out there. And um, before we head out, EB, where can they find you at? You can find me on social media at EB4Prez. That's E-B, the number four, and then Prez is P-R-E-Z. Um, and that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, what, what, whatever. You can find me at EB4Prez. All of that, all of that. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at DJRTISTIC. Also, I'm going to be on the, the World Series of Spades. I'll be DJing on there on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 
9 Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, whoever's Mountain. Shout out to Denver, I guess, you know. But catch me on Caffeine Network. I'll be on the World Series of Spades DJing. We have a lot of special guests on there who'll be playing. I know y'all are all experts at Spades, so y'all can cuss at the TV and be mad because somebody <laughs> bit a blind eight. Whatever it is, you know, make sure you tune in. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate y'all for being tuned in with us, and we'll catch you at the next one. Behind the Wheels is produced by Melissa D. Montz and The Lady Set. And the music is provided by Epidemic Sound.